babies. Your mom can make a do that too. Uh, see? Not great. <laughs> that wasn't shoehorning. That was good. That was Thanks. Well done. Thank well you. done. Thank you. Uh, See, fucking suck it, Rich. That was speaking great. of well done, when do you say we start the show? The Simmons Sports Show. Uh, we talk latest and greatest in New England sports uh, with a couple laughs in between. Uh, what do we say? We start with some opening takes. Bobby, it's been a minute since you've opened up the show. So, uh, my dear friend, why don't you give us uh, your opening take? Certainly. You, you called it a swing and a miss for Bill Belichick in your rundown here. Well, it, it's not even really a swing and a miss with Hopkins. It was more like a bunt in a miss. I mean, with, with that offer was, is it even a real offer? Were they even really trying to, if that's the actual offer with a $4 million base and the rest of it incentives, it just seems like a face saving attempt to basically say that they made a contract offer with it. If you, if you agreed to it, sure. It's a huge win for them and they look like they win, but they weren't really trying. I don't know why we're surprised. I don't know why we continue to fall for this. We're all a bunch of suckers and we should stop thinking that the Patriots aren't going to do things that they literally never fucking do. The next time that there's a media story about the Patriots signing a player, I want you to do this. Go find a bag of dicks, reach in there, and the first one that you pull out, shove it right up your ass because it's not happening. <laughs> Solid advice. <laughs> Solid advice. The uh, the that approach is a very Bruins like approach. Just to throw out a real bullshit offer, and then pump up the PR that we're going after this yeah. guy. Oh, not our fault. He he chose the other guys. Um, a very Bruins approach. Very uh, Belichickian approach. We'll certainly get into that a little bit more. Um, I'll shift gears into baseball, seeing as we are on the uh, cups of the MLB trading deadline. And wouldn't you know it, the Red Sox are back in it. I boycotted them a month or so ago. And they are dragging me just when I thought I was out, Raymond. They keep dragging me back in. And Bloom's basement is starting to rise. He's avoiding those Vermont floods. He's still above the uh, the flood line with his little fucking pesky little players and Jared Duran and Brian Bayo and fucking Verdugo. And they're, they're doing what they got to do. Now they've dropped two straight to the worst team in the league because this is what this team is, inconsistent and poor and young. However... They are um, a game and a half, maybe now two games after today, out of the wild card spot. And, and um, after losing today, two and a half. Yeah, they lost to Oakland today already. Did Astros win or something? Uh, they were doesn't, winning. Doesn't, this is coming yeah. out Friday, so it doesn't really matter. Um, regardless, uh, I said, I asked last show, am I going to have to start watching these Red Sox? And I, I think I'm going to, but here's my opening take. I went to go uh, see. I know the Nesson app is like $30 a month. And I was like, you know what? Maybe they have a little promotion and maybe I'll just bite the bullet in September and pay the $30 a month. Guess what? Guess what? You fucking cucks. John Henry, you piece of shit. I can't even get the Nesson app in Maryland to watch the Red Sox out of market. It's an in market app to watch the Red Sox and Bruins for $30 a month. That's so the dumbest shit ever. You're like the target audience that they would want to pay no that money. No shit. I was like, I'll find all the old people the in Florida. I'm, I, yeah. I haven't watched Red Sox in uh, in two years because I I'm out of market and there's no broadcast that covers that has Nesson, uh, YouTube TV, Hulu, whatever. None of it have Nesson to cover it. I've I've tried every avenue to skate the streaming laws and and I do it for the Celtics. I can I. You know, I get around it and get them. But Nesson has been dropped by everybody, basically. So I'm like, fuck it. I'll do the app for a couple months to watch the Red Sox. I just tried to do it today. 
if you're yeah. out of market, they don't show you the games. It's an in stupid. market you know, app. <laughs> the only way you would do it is have somebody else's login that's that's like no, well, no, it's, it's geolocated. It's yeah, geolocated. They really they, they we tried that before was stuff before we what did we do we did some we did the hockey ads. one because we would try yeah, to watch you the Bruins get it because I did it out of market and I could watch it out of market and then you tried to watch in market Ray uh, and they said no it's like blacked out because they have like an in market TV network which makes sense doesn't make sense the other way no no this is that what is... target audience they want to get is out of market people. Oh, if you're if you already have Nesson and you're in market, why would you pay an additional thirty dollars to watch it on your app? No, they it's want dumb. people that stream because now it's all you, kids that are streaming and stuff. Right. So they want you to try to get people get to stream. Nesson, if you have a, a traditional cable service, it does. It's not mm -hmm. on any streaming service. So even in market, if you had YouTube TV or Hulu or something, you can't watch Nesson. It used to be a PlayStation View had it, then it went to YouTube TV, and then it was FUBU, and now no one has Fubu, it. Yeah. Except... Now, I, so I guess what they did is try to target in on their own audience to try and get people to watch it because cable, you know, people are cutting the cord. But even still, like, how hard is it to make it an out-of-market and in-market app? Just... I wonder if there's the, some LLB licensing fans are nationwide. There'll be a lot of people that tune into that. Yeah, I wonder if MLB has something to do with it, though. Maybe. Anyway, uh, there are some more Red Sox news. She Shohei Otani is uh, potentially on the trade block. We'll see what happens with the Red Sox. I got a lot of shit on the baseball uh, segment there. A lot of things to read because that's what baseball is. It's boring, old uh, media. So we'll, I like we'll how you did a mid-show too. So Bobby has to stay here. Yep, that's true. He's got to stay here for the I end. Know, that was slick. Thank that you. Was Very slick. nice. Uh, Raymond, your opening take. Uh, my opening take is Patriots fans and how I'm just getting sick and fucking tired of being associated with you cucks because all I hear now or see on social media is that, oh, we didn't want DeAndre Hopkins anyways. You know what? Great. I'm glad you go into Tennessee and where wide receivers go to die. You know what, guys? He played nine games last year, and he would have been the second leading fucking reception leader on our team because no one can catch the fucking ball on our team. 717 yards he had, three touchdowns, and nine games played. He is a force. This guy is something that you need to help Mac Jones get to year three and help him go to that next level. Now we have no one. We have Juju Smith-Susu, who has a knee injury, who probably won't see the whole season. You got uh, Devontae Parker, who is like DeAndre Hopkins, but not even close to him. He's like a C-type level player. Then you got that guy, skinny guy, uh, Thornton, uh, Tyrod, or whatever the fuck his name is, the rookie from last Taekwon. year. Taekwon, Taekwon Thornton. Taekwon Thornton. I mean, this would have helped your receiving core get to that next level, get the confidence, because he would have been double teamed the whole time. But now all of New England saying, nope, Bill was right again. We didn't want him. We just wanted to see what he had left in the tank. And, you know, now we got tape on him. Fuck you, Patriots fans. I'm getting sick and tired of being associated with you cunts because you guys think, oh, yeah, when everything goes the other way. No, we didn't want him anyways. You know what? This guy would have helped Mac Jones and helped us probably lock up a playoff spot, whether it be a wild card or the AFC East. But you know what? This is a big miss by Bill Belichick and all you fucking douchebags that think it's good that we didn't get him should be fucking going down to Tampa and fucking being a Buccaneers fan like you are. Done. I like it. <laughs> I like Angry Ray. I'm glad we asked for the sunglasses now. Mm. Now I'm mm. glad we asked for the shades. Oh, I get so sick of it, though. You just see it. They're like, oh, I'm glad we didn't get him. We didn't need him anyways. We, he would have not been great on this team. And it's like bullshit. You, this guy... Nine games had we'll see. We'll see, yards. Ray. I like. We'll, let's talk about the the Hopkins thing. Babu has not been high in Hopkins since the whole rumor started. Um, I think he does a certain thing for this for this team, certainly because the way they are. But let, let let's save it for the segment. We got a couple Patriot segments. 
Um, the first being the swing and the miss by Mr. BB, Bill Belichick himself, uh, which will lead us right into our second uh, Patriot segment, which is who's on the hot seat. Is Belichick on the hot seat? If he's not, who is in the NFL? we got a couple names for you there. Uh, and then we'll do a little rumor has it segment. This is where baseball is coming back. A lot of, you know, we're in a, we're at a trade deadline. And although baseball is dead and no one in this market knows anything about baseball other than what's going on with the putrid Red Sox, as little as you might know about that, uh, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll sprinkle a little Celtics, little Celtics talk into that rumor has it. Yeah, just to wake Bobby up. Just to wake him up a little bit. And then uh, Simplest Minds of the Week after that. So, uh, per usual. Welcome to the Simplest Minds Sports Show. Friday, Rewind, July 21st. Welcome to the show. You know what I realized? So you guys are on a monitor um, adjacent Humble to my brag. computer. And adjacent means next to you, Ray. And Thank what you. I was what I was doing for a long time was trying to go back to my computer to see the date. But then I realized that it's also on the monitor, which is very big, um, humble brag, and right in front of me. So you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> yeah. It's so, actually, it's really just a TV that I just plugged in. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a 32-inch yeah. TV. No big deal. HDMI. I don't know what it stands for. Uh, if, you, if you are watching on uh, something similar to uh, my sweet, awesome TV monitor, uh, you're welcome on YouTube. If you're listening on your uh, most enjoyed podcast uh, avenue of... You didn't write it down, you son of a bitch. What do you what, what are what's platforms? The, you need platform. to put that on the 32 inch monitor, okay? You yeah. got enough room, yeah. Let me put that in the top right corner. Uh, if you're yeah. listening on your uh-huh. favorite uh podcast platform, iTunes, iHeart, where we are the number one New England sports uh show, uh, do us a favor, rate us, subscribe, review, tell your friends, and as always, tell your mothers. Uh, let's start with swing and a miss from BB. Let's start with the DeAndre Hopkins news. As we found out this week, DeAndre Hopkins will be signing with the Tennessee Titans for a two year, $26 million deal with incentives up to 32 million. I have two questions for you first, and don't go beyond this question or it'll fuck everything up. Was is Hopkins worth in a vacuum, not to the Patriots in a vacuum. Is DeAndre Hopkins worth that deal? It's yeah. essentially if he if he maxes out two years, 32 million, 16 a year. Is Hopkins worth it? Yes, Bobby. Yes, if if he was on the open market, if he came out during so he he got that in July when all the teams have essentially spent their money. If if he came out and was a free agent, like for example, when Juju Smith Schuster was a free agent and the Patriots signed him, he would have gotten two years forty five million. He would have gotten more money. Do so you think that, is so, he worth well, it? Yes. Sorry to interrupt you, but from all the reports that we got, he was scheduled to make 19 for the Cardinals, and that's what was scaring teams away, is paying that contract. So we're talking a $3 million difference. So nobody wanted to pay him 19, but you're you're saying if you went in the open market, you would have got it? Because they would have had to have also given up something for him. That was trade something and get him. This is just signing him. They were talking. So that is a difference. It was really only a market between – really, it was just the Titans – be betting for his services. The Patriots didn't put in a real offer. So here's here's the whole report that I heard. I, the, the Chiefs put in the offer. 
basically here's what i think happened the yeah, chiefs probably true. jumped on it first and they tried to just trade for him and then once that trade market dried up you're right everyone went well they're not we'll just wait it wait out and the i i would will be willing to best bet someone probably threw a late round pick at the cardinals for hopkins and they went fuck you it's deandre hopkins we'll get something better and then a non-verbal collusion started to happen within the marketplace and everyone decided to wait and then once he became a free agent, the Chiefs, I think, has been reported something close to what the Patriots offered, $4 million with incentives up to ten. So the Patriots probably got wind of that and said, well, fuck it. Like, we'll offer something closer to that because we think we are the Chiefs still. That makes sense with them thinking that they're on that same level. I, that makes sense. And then the I, I would bet you the Titans probably offered something close, maybe a little bit more initially, and that was probably his market. And then he... And his agent, Lamar Jackson, listen, him and his agent read that and went, well, let's just wait. Odell Beckham got his 14 or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, okay, we're we're going to get paid. We're just going to wait for the team to pay us. And the, the fucking Patriots were never going to be that team to pay them. I said, don't go beyond that question, but I already went to be on that question. Right. Uh, was Hopkins worth the money? Do you think DeAndre Hopkins is a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL? Ooh, that's a right now. No tough list to go down. Probably not. Yeah. There's probably a lot. What would you say? Top 15, maybe. Is he better oh. than DJ Moore? Just quick question. DJ Moore. I'd say he he's than... within the top. I would take him over DJ Moore. 25 to 30. Well, DJ Moore is the 10th oh, highest paid oh. wide receiver in the NFL at $20.6 million. So basically if the, he hits all of his incentives, he's making $4 million less than DJ Moore, who is the 10th highest paid right now in the NFL. So yeah. I think the Tennessee Titans got their money's worth. DJ Moore will have a better season than DeAndre Hopkins will. You do know DJ Moore is playing for Chicago Bears right now. <laughs> I just I I I remembered that <laughs> as soon as I was saying it. Yeah. So you want to take that back? I'll let you take. retract. I, right? stand, okay, I said what I said. Okay. I said what I said. I said what I said. Okay. 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 That's fine. Okay. I'm just saying. Um, I mean, the top I'll ten list is obviously. I'll answer my own question. Is in a vacuum, is Hopkins worth that? Yes. the market dictates that yes he's worth it the top wide receivers are getting paid almost twice as much as that so hopkins is worth it there's concerns he's 31 he's coming off a a season where he was busted for steroids so he can't do steroids anymore he's never been a big separation guy anyway but um you know yeah he's got hands and he's got and he knows how to play the game he doesn't like the practice if you take it out of that vacuum and you put him in the Patriots circumstance, fuck yeah, he's worth that deal. Two years and a fake second year at uh, at 12 or 14 or even 16 in the max. Hell yeah. And not because of a difference maker that he is. It's because outside of the vacuum, what he does to the Patriots wide receiving core, right? You, you put Hopkins at one, Parker at two. Juju at three in the slot, and then you've got Bourne, Thornton, and whatever bullshit rookies you want to throw in there. You slot everyone down. We've seen it before in this Patriot system. When you're able to do that, it makes a massive, massive difference. And now, yeah. now you're stuck with Devontae Parker as your number one wide receiver. Like, that's not. We just great. got that extension. No. Well, I don't even think it's just the slotting. The slotting everybody down, I think, is great, too. I just think the Patriots need a fifth NFL receiver. Three of those receivers you just listed all have injury histories. Parker, Juju Smith-Suster, 
Tyquan Thornton. They're not. How many games are all four of those guys going to be available, including Kendrick Bourne? We have no idea. Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry gets injured too, so they just need a fifth guy so they can just fill out the room, regardless of who's won and who's playing who. They just need to have bodies and, and put in a fifth NFL receiver. Obviously, Hopkins is capable. He's a good player. And then kick out one of these stupid special teams guys that all they're going to do is whoa, play special teams. Whoa, 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 Get them out of there. Whoa, 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 Get them out of there. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't know who you think you're no. dealing with here. Matthew Slater is $4 million guaranteed. He needs to be on this roster. Matthew Slater, why is he on the team? You want to talk about hating Patriots fans? I hate it when you listen to these Patriots podcasts and then people call in and be like, I'm just so happy that Matthew Slater's back. Just like the continuity on the special teams and like, well, we I'm, a leader in the, I'm a leader in the locker room, Bobby. You need to understand. Come on, Bobby. We got to break it down. Let's break it down real quick, guys. Me and Bill There's head no out two days before the game literally... and we measure fucking uh, the size of the gray, the blast, the blades of grass, and then we talk. <laughs> With our, each other's penises in the locker room. Who's uncircumcised? Bill. Bill's definitely uncircumcised. <laughs> He's old. Can I give you, Raymond, the uh, the some of the reactions around the league to the Patriots uh, and Belichick swing and miss on this one? Uh, I've got a sure, few. absolutely. Stop me if you if you if anything rings a bell for you. Uh, this is Dan Orlovsky quote. It feels like a massive missed opportunity and loss for the Patriots and Mac Jones going into a huge year. Uh, just look at the division. They are worst in the division when it comes to overall skill and talent by far. Uh, bottom three, bottom four in the conference. He goes on to say, you are, you also expect your quarterback to take a big step and he's got uh, not nearly the amount of weapons the other quarterbacks have. How so? Agreed. How, yeah, do you think DeAndre Hopkins makes that big of a difference for Mac Jones? Absolutely. How, if you're getting double teamed and then you have all these other guys going out there and getting some coverage, one of those guys is bound to get open. Even who, if it's Devontae Parker, if it's Juju Smith Schuster, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, someone's going to be open. I mean, this helps everyone out. This helps Mac get better. This helps our other wide receivers get confidence and get better. So, yes, absolutely. And I totally agree with him that now we are probably the bottom three, bottom four of the conference. I love that Dan Orlovsky came out and said that because I find that to be extremely true because it is a big step back on offense. Just to uh, combat that point a little bit, your mother got double teamed all night last night, and she saw plenty of balls. So it can shoehorned it. Shoehorned it. Happen. it. No, nope. <laughs> shoehorned it. He shoehorned Cowherd it. goes on to say, Bobby, uh, quote, it's more of an indictment on New England. Think about this. Uh, so I'm a star receiver. I can't do a cowherd. I'm a star receiver, and you know in the NFL, uh, you're as oh. good as the uh, quarterback. Sorry, this is really the, the formatting on – Gmail sucks. I got to scroll. Andrew Hopkins did not choose Belichick with six, seven Super Bowls. Did not choose offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, who won a division with Brock Osweiler. He didn't choose Mac Jones, a first-round pick, who's clearly their number one quarterback. He chose Tennessee with a shaky offensive line, running back dominant, and you have no idea what the future at quarterback is. Bobby, I disagree with why this is why Hopkins is in Tennessee. He's in Tennessee because they gave him $32 million. Well, exactly. That quote's dumb. It had nothing to do with that. If you if those two offers are the same, he chose $26 million over eight. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it has nothing to do with Ryan not even fucking close Tannehill. to what the problem is. I think if the Patriots made him that offer, he probably goes to the Patriots. I believe they he came out, too, before he signed and said, I wanted to go to a team that had a good defense 
a well-established yes, coach, yes, and a quarterback yes, that is a veteran. You right now, right? Bullshit. You know what that means? Oh, I know. That's I want to go to the yeah. team that's going to pay me the most amount of money. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. And that's I, all I, want. I don't begrudge DeAndre Hopkins at all. It's no, a difference it, of $18 is, million. Dollars. It's, a, it's a fucking no-brainer. The, the coward starts that sentence correctly. This is more of an indictment on New England, and then he's wrong from there. It's an indictment on New England because they refuse to pay the money. Now, Bobby, you may this this may be Look, it's bad for them regardless because you're in a sports market where you have bobos that raise hates, but you also have sides of the of the coin from the fan base like us that can see right through your shit. So maybe you never really wanted the player, but if if you could get him at a stupid deal, then you'd be okay with it. Now you're a just steal. playing armchair GM, right? So it's like maybe they never really wanted him and never were going to pay him the market that they knew he would get, but they just put it out there and made a big media storm. And then when he decided to take another team, they could blame it on blame it on a player. If that's the case, sorry, I know you want to say something about if that's the case, what a stupid fucking way to do the do business. Just go get the guy you want and pay him the money he's worth. Exactly. It's one of these things where it's like, which, which one's dumber. It goes to your, like another thing we're going to talk about. Who's on the hot seat. What's stupider. Exactly. If Bill Belichick thinks he's on the hot seat, okay, you know what he would do? He'd sign DeAndre Hopkins because it gives him a fucking out. Be like, I signed DeAndre Hopkins. Look at the like, look at all these things that I've done. Instead, he literally is so fucking comfortable with himself that he makes some bullshit offer, doesn't do anything, and then he literally puts himself in the position where it's like, is he? Is it dumber to think that he basically is saying that like, no matter what we do, it's going to be because of me, and I'm so fucking great. Or, or it, it just it, without even acknowledging that he needs to get good players. Well, yeah, that's his mo. I think that's his yeah, exactly, that's and he keeps doing it, and we keep wondering each time. It's like a mind fuck. It's an entire his his entire existence. Although so from time to time he'll surprise us. Like this has always been uh, Belichick's philosophy. He's not uh, adverse to good players. He's mm-hmm. adverse to good players outside of what he thinks they're worth. And outside of what he thinks they value. Right. So like he'll bring in a Randy Moss for a fourth round draft pick, and then he will ship him the fuck out as soon as he gets off the reservation. The only other point, if you actually go back and historically look at when he brings in those high priced players, I think it's when he really thought that the the team could win. It is when, you know, when he brought in the Revis, when he brought in the Moss, when he brought in these other players, that he knew the team could win in those other middling years, kind of in between the 16, the 17, you know, the like 07s to 09s when like the team wasn't really as good as it could have been. He wasn't doing that stuff. He was just rebuilding. So Belichick could just be saying, it's not worth why even do this. I know we can't win big. I know we don't have the team. Why bother? Yeah. I heard, also heard a rumor too, that they're still rebuilding after Tom Brady has left. Okay. So we're getting, it ain't a rumor. It. That's fact. We're getting into a little bit of, of, of the next segment, which I want to touch on a lot of that stuff too. But uh, Bobby brought, brought up a good point in kind of the philosophy and throughout the years of what he was doing. And I think a lot of that has to do with ownership and the money that they were spending or willing to spend and not willing to spend. And we can touch on that a little bit on the uh, hot seat segment. But I just want to give you a, a couple more quotes from the uh, Hopkins fallout. Um, Dan Patrick says, quote, the thing that I don't understand with the New England Patriots is because you got a good defense. They were a top 10 defense. You've got nothing on offense. You're not even sure of the quarterback is Mac Jones, uh, a right-handed to attack of Iowa question mark. He says, 
I don't know, but Tua certainly has a lot more toys to play with. If I put Tua in New England and Mac Jones in Miami, you would probably see me Mac Jones be a very good quarterback, but he doesn't have anything to work with. Well said, Dan Patrick. And then the last one here, Raymond, Rich Eisen says, the question is, what happened in New England? Why didn't he go there? Did the New England Patriots not pony up for him? Did he not really consider him? Were the Patriots just something to go ahead and uh, create a market? What happened? Because they could use him too, unless they're just going to go into the season with their usual, which is op- opportunistic defense, special teams that makes you make the mistake. No, no that's not true anymore. <laughs> Situationally smarter than you. Not sure anymore. Running backs for days. Not sure anymore. And a quarterback who shrug emoji in year three, we're assuming Bill O'Brien will make better. Who are you going? Who are you going to be circling in the defensive meeting saying this guy can beat you? I'll tell you what, if they had DeAndre Hopkins, uh, you'd be circling him. A lot of words there, but this popped out to me. We know uh, Belichick and Hopkins have a decent relationship. And maybe this goes back to the Bruins approach of they never really wanted him. We've heard this out of Belichick's camp before. Was Belichick doing Hopkins a solid jacking up his market? Didn't do a really good job at it because he got below market. Fuck you, he got below market. The Chiefs offered him four. The Chiefs offered him four. But from all accounts, the Titans blew everybody out of the water. Blew everybody out of the water. Yeah. There's there's not another team. The only what, what were the other teams considered? The Panthers for a Cle- second. Cleveland um, for a second as well. For yeah. a second. The the Titans blew everybody out of the water. Who's the GM in, in Tennessee? That traded fucking AJ uh, uh, Brown to. Philly. I heard that's the also why they did it is because that's the reason. Is they, there they not a dumbass in Philadelphia, in, in Tennessee, that uh, Mike Vrabel is is uh, button heads with right now? Do you? Is it not possible that he got duped from this fucking market? That he overpaid for this player that never had a market that high? It's. It sounds like a Belichickian thing to do. Do a straightforward solid for a player than his and his and only play 3D chess to fuck over his own players every day. Makes perfect sense. Go look up the go look up DeAndre Hopkins agent and see who else he represents and who who, who the Patriots have gotten deals with from that agent over the years or who could potentially be a deal uh, down the line. I, I would not put it past Belichick to make that move. And that's me falling into the camp of, of Ray hating uh, chess versus checkers Patriots fan but you have to ask yourself why like what was all this hubbub about it's it's either they didn't really want them they can com- they completely underestimated what the market was going to be mm. or they did the dude a solid or they just fucking blew it like and I don't like as much as we want to shit on Belichick at this point I don't think he just blows things like that I think that they have a uh, traditionally a really good read on free agency markets. And if you look at the uh, the other offers that Hopkins got, the Titans blew everybody out of the water, and that's been reported. The Titans just kind of went over the top and, and stole them. So I think that you, you the alternatives of that are, are are high. He was either doing Hopkins a favor or they never really wanted him, and it was a PR storm to, to get everybody excited. And exactly. And it's at literally the worst time in the season when there's there's no draft, there's no other free agency to get a, a, all the other Patriots fans lathered up about. So this was the only thing going on. So it just became even bigger than it would have been. Yeah. Um, so just quickly, let's quickly the uh, the depth chart as it speaks without Hopkins. We mentioned it. Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, who hasn't seen the field. He's got a knee injury. 
Uh, but he's gonna be ready for training camp, he says. Good for him. Uh, Tyquan yeah, right. Thornton, uh, a little skinny guy, and then a bunch of rookies. That's thin, man. That's fucking thin. Here's some possible additions. Possible additions. One of these is really gaining some storm among those Patriots fans you hate, Raymond. Uh, the first one, who's been linked to the Patriots for years, just because he feels like a Patriots type of player, but never came to fruition. Jar- Jarvis Landry, 30 years old. Uh, multi-time pro baller has really fallen off over the years. Sounds like the perfect Belichick guy right now. So keep your eye on Jarvis Landry. Yeah. He'll uh, get that $4 million probably. Yeah. Guy that can't really <laughs> produce, but bring him in. Yeah. Uh, here's the guy that everyone's got their eye on. Kenny Galladay, 29 years old, uh, out of the, off the giants. He's still getting paid by the giants, right? He's going to get, uh, Oh, traded. fucking. Oh, he's, he's, he's in then. He's, he's in. either going to be traded for nothing or cut. So, yeah. Keep your eye on Kenny Galladay. Do you have an opinion on Kenny Galladay, Bobby? Uh, I don't quite understand how his precipitous fall happened so much. He was. Oh, I do. Can I go? Can at... I go? Ray, can I go? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Rich, go ahead. Please. Wasn't he there with Joe Judge? Didn't he go into okay. the same season as Bingo. Joe Judge? Okay. Sorry, Bobby. I'm sorry Fair to enough. interrupt. Go ahead. No, I was going to say he was good with the Lions when the Lions were bad, bad on offense when Stafford was there before. Oh, who's this good. coach I mean, there? Pretty much who's this coach the there? The Matt Patricia? Matt, oh, be Matt wow. Patricia? Wow. Wow. Okay. Ah, huh, weird. Wow. All right, so never mind. This is Kenny Galladay. (laughs) Kenny Galladay needs to get in here immediately because he's going to be in the fucking Hall of Fame with Jack Jones then. (laughs) Yeah. No, the second he walks into the program, like there's no way Kenny Galladay knows that Joe Judge is still with the Patriots. But when he walks in, they go, what's your coaching staff? And they go, well, it's Belichick. His assistant coach is Joe Judge. And they fuck you. I'm out. I'm out. (laughs) Titans (laughs) are calling me. No, what the (laughs) – They're going to bring him in for a workout. They're just going to like show him around, be like, this is where the lockers is. And then all of a sudden behind the locker comes Joe Judd. He's like, yeah, he's just grunting (laughs) in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, Kenny, get over here. (laughs) Fucking asshole. Uh, Also on this list, the 34 year old completely cashed Julio Jones. Nope. No, thanks. That's a hard pass. And then an intriguing uh, name, probably not a lot of people know, but the 29-year-old Brian Pringle. Uh, I like Pringles. Had some today. Uh, Ooh, wait, 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 wait. What flavor? Guess. You look like an original kind of guy. I do generally eat original. Not today, though. Ooh, sour cream and onion. Nailed it. <laughs> Sprinkle the dust on your mother's pussy before you uh, uh so let's just throw it over to uh that's it those those are allow me to just put one more well, there's one there. more person that's come out recently oh go the ahead jets are saying that they're going to either ah, yes. if they can't trade denzel mims that they would wave him and of course patriots are interested oh uh, yeah never gonna trade for him they will not yeah. no no, no never the jets but they will so this this is the this is the Belichick way of of management. If the Jets release him, they will pay, they will overpay for Mills out of spite to take him from the for Jets. Just they will, they will put more energy into making that kid a star for New England, and he'll, he'll, he'll probably be good. That's that's your sweet spot right there. If you're a Patriots fan, you need like ex Jets players or any ex player from whoever Bill Belichick hates. To get released and bring him in as an undervalued guy that maybe didn't quite live up to his expectations. Exactly. He'll be like, all right, Spike uh, Bill Denzel. Belichick will make him a problem. Um, 
So Robert Sala's hats, tell me about them. Where does he get them? Okay. Like this is, I need to know about his hat size. Where does he order those hats? Does he know? How much you know about the stadium? Where can we slip a camera in these days? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There you go. Can I throw one more scenario at you, which is this rumor was started a long time ago in the off season, but has not quite, quite gone away. Um, the trade scenario, which you can bring up any trade you want, but the one with Denver and good friend Sean Payton uh, for either Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy is still out there. It's still out there in training camp. Uh, it's kind of a prime spot. You get guys that are not happy um, with uh, whatever their contract or their situation. You got a new situation out there in Denver. Maybe Sean Payton's going to switch things up. Maybe he wants something different. Uh, you put any stock in that, Raymond? No, I just don't think Denver would be willing to trade two star wide receivers when you have Sean Payton coming into there. Russell Wilson just lost a shit ton of weight. He looks like he's a game shape once again. I think they would give him another year to see if they, Sean. Yeah, pretty much. I think Sean Payton is going to see if he can make these guys happy and make something over there in the AFC West. So why was there so why was there so much uh, traffic around that rumor? I don't know in the, the offseason. I don't know. I think it was all started just pre-draft. They were saying that they wanted it first for Judy. Well, Judy's do a contract. This is, yeah, so it, exactly. So they might not be wanting to pay him. This is his, like last year before he gave his rookie deal. There has been a lot of mid-season trade nowadays too. So maybe Jerry Judy gets his stock up mid-season before the trade deadline and you can see him getting shipped out somewhere. Yeah, it's just unfortunate that that's not never going to happen with Belichick and the Patriots. They're just not going to do that at the wide receiver position. But I think that you could go probably across the league and look at a lot of teams with a lot of young wide receivers who actually know how to draft. There's probably yeah. some poachable guys for um, adequate return, mid-round pick or whatever, um, across the league. Since you know the, who was who's the cat in Cincinnati that they were, everyone was high on the Patriots going after that. Uh, um, eight. They're number two. Yeah, I can't remember his name. I don't know why I can't. He remember was he was name. at Clemson. I can't remember his name. Yep. Um, but that's probably more of a high profile guy than I than I'm even talking about. But there, there I guarantee you, you T. Higgins, across, boom. Yes, yeah, there it is. Thank you. God, that that makes us feel very dumb as a sports program. Um, but I guarantee no, you, go look across time. half the league. You've got uh, guys slated at number three in, in a lot of depth charts as young second, third year guys that could probably compete for number two uh, or number one spot on the Patriots just based on their age and their athleticism and and skill. And I doubt that Bill Belichick will do anything about that. So this is where we are. Fun times. Does well, that put them on well, the hot seat? Fucking great segue. Great segue, Rich. <laughs> Before we get to that, let's throw over the headlines with the obvious one. You got one minute. Thank you, Richard. The Red Sox start the second half of the season with a series win over the Chicago Cubs, then losing to the worst team in baseball, the Oakland Athletics. Nick Pavetta came out of the bullpen and struck out 13 with the only bright spot of that series. The Sox start a series with the New York Mets tonight. Uh, the Tennessee Titans signed DeAndre Hopkins to a two-year, $26 million deal. After the signing, all of Patriots Nation came out and said on social media that we didn't need him anyways. Idiots. The Celtics and Jalen Brown have still yet to make a max extension signing, but there could be a reason for it. Reports are that Jalen is waiting to see if the Celtics could go and another add another piece, and that piece could be Wendell Carter Jr. from the Orlando Magics. And on this day in 1967, Hall of Fame first baseman Jimmy Fox choked to death on a piece of food in Miami. He was 59. This has been Headlines with the Obvious One. I was playing with my nipple. Back to you, Rich. What was a piece of food? Your mother's ass? 
<laughs> that wasn't she work. That wasn't shoehorn. That was beautiful. There's been some good seamless ones. It's been nice. Yeah, great, great timing there. Great, great timing. Um, but we we really went long on that, that initial segment. What else are we going to go long on? Fucking Red Sox? No. <laughs> you might have went long on my... Nope. See? Nope. See? That was shoehorn. Quota. Quota. No, that was not shoehorn. We just got... That cool. was shoehorn. No, that no, was shoehorn. No, I delayed. Mm-hmm. I delayed the... The uh, the comedic timing, which is why I felt shoehorn. But if I landed it, I could have landed it. But quota, I'm not done. <laughs> like I landed in your mother's face last ah. night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, see, it works. Uh, I think the problem is, you know, we're actually talking about sports that Bobby Gibbs just did about. And he goes and on and on and on and on and on and on. You know, that is a problem. That is a problem. That is part of your time management. Speaking of long winded, goddamn producer <laughs> Robbie over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no but... rambling Ruth, though. Hey, he's no rambling Ruth. Easy, 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 easy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, fuck. I still well, have to do that interview. Yeah, he's still it's over. Me. No, it's never coming out. That's in the vault. Yeah. Tell him it's in the vault. Yeah. In the vault. If he reaches out again, I'll be like, no habla inglés. I don't remember conducting that interview. That's too bad. That was, that had the great bleeding segment. <laughs> It's a good the best part. Whole, it's a good chance this whole the whole thing is deleted. But uh, the, the best part was the uh, Brian McKnight at the end. That was we were in, we were in sync. Fuck, beautiful. Right. All right, I'll see if I can find it. Um, well, we got another Red Sox. We got another Patriots segment. So we better get going. Or uh, rambling, rambling Robbie is going to keep us late. Let's go. Let's do a little look. Who's on the hot seat? This this is really irked me. This has been the last couple of weeks. Have you guys seen, uh, Ray, you might've seen this. I think it's a more of a social media kind of thing, but the Bobby there was a, it was a clip on the Joe Rogan podcast about uh, like synchronized news programs saying the same exact thing. Yes. Yes. Across like hundreds and hundreds of local news channels. And it's this conspiracy like that. Everyone's being fed the same information. There's no actual news, blah, 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 blah. Seen that, yeah. That's what this Bill Belichick is in the hot hot seat feels like. Feels like it started as kind of like a quirky, uh, slow slow sports news segment. So let's talk about is Belichick on the hot seat locally here with the channels. And then the national sports reading picked it up. And now it's just gone to everywhere you look is Belichick on the hot seat. No. He's not in the fucking hot seat. He's not in the hot seat. I don't care what Kraft says. I don't care what they do. He's not in the hot seat for five main reasons. Number one, he makes too much fucking money. They're not going to fire a $20 million guy to go sit on his yacht, eight rings. How many years does he have on like a contract? No one they knows. would have to pay him. We don't Nobody know. No one knows because he's not part of the coaching he, uh, association. It is reported that he re-upped recently. So... I think like it was reported that he was on his last deal, like his last year, the year after Brady left. Something like so he's probably re-up for three or five years. That's generally the term that they've done. So mm-hmm. he's got a few years left. Is interesting. What most people believe. Number two, probably the most important, Don Shula's record. Kraft 
is kicking himself in the ass for letting Brady leave and go mm-hmm. win the seventh Super Bowl. He is not going to let Bill Belichick break Don Shula's record in any other stadium in any other uniform than the New England Patriots. Not going to happen. Just not going to happen. Imagine he leaves and then gets a fucking Super Bowl victory too. It's not going to happen. And number no, three, it's not going to happen. They're too good. More say more uh, more. They're not that bad. Okay, they're yeah. gonna win I'll take eight that. or nine wins or ten over the next two to three or years. Or twelve, according to you. It could happen. <laughs> well, a happen. Super Bowl winner per last show prediction. It's not. It, he needs nineteen ones wins to get the to get the title, um, the uh, record. It's not out of the question over the next two years to get a nine win season, a ten win season, and sneak off a playoff win with the seventh wild card that that's in there. That's not out of the question. So he could do it in two years, more likely three. And, but if it comes to that third year, I think he's more head coach and title than anything else. He'll, he's just a figure just there to get it. Yeah. And then, you know, they're, they're, that's a real transition year type of thing. We'll see the clash of powers is real. There's a lot of fucking ego going on there. Uh, craft number four craft does not have the balls to do it. Um, he just doesn't, if he, he's old, he might die. Maybe Jonathan does, but Kraft, Robert Kraft. Doesn't. I was going to say that if Kraft dies, does Jonathan have the balls to do it? No, nah, because now you're dealing with the memory of his father and you got to deal with all that stuff. Maybe Jonathan Kraft is like. Well, how, we don't know. We don't Kraft. know if Jonathan Kraft isn't really cunty and he's like, okay, it's my time, baby. We don't know. Spite bull yeah. shit. You know, because yeah, he's like, fuck it. I want it my way now, baby. Spells yeah, the yeah, train. Waiting for that old bastard to die. Yeah, Billy. Yeah. Uh, and then lastly, I put on here fear of the unknown. What's next? We don't know, but uh, mediocrity oh, uh, and uh, uh, potential upside because the name Belichick is still attached to your program is a lot better than three and thirteen and truly going down to the to the dregs of the league. So um, it's not going to happen. Um, your your opinion on that? I don't think it's going to happen until he breaks the record either. I think that he's going to break the record because, like you said, he doesn't want to see him do it in any other kind of shirt, uniform, team, franchise, whatever. He wants to see him do it here because, like you said, Brady winning that seventh Super Bowl was probably almost got him to the gates of heaven after seeing that. Yeah, if not, he at least had like four to six months of a true Langevin down there with his poor new bride just was not nothing was gonna make yeah, it just work. couldn't he just couldn't get it up i i pay lots of prayers bobby is belichick <laughs> on the hot seat oh god no if this is belichick on the hot seat i mean he is operating in classic belichick like he's prime with brady I, I i mean there is no deviation from his normal behavior so bill doesn't think he's on the hot seat or just doesn't give a fuck rightfully so Honestly, I mean, I'm pissed at him too. I don't think they're ha- he's handling things very well. But like, if you were in, if I was in his position, if I was if I was just overcome with ego and confidence and arrogance, I wouldn't act any other way either. Like, fuck you, I'm 71. Like, you want me? To, you want me to be around people I don't like? No, I'm not doing that shit. Like, I'm here for one reason: Don Shula. That's it. I act that way now with far less accomplishments. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we all? Don't we yeah. all? Uh, do you guys have an appetite to go through this uh, hot seat list of NFL head coaches? There's, I don't know, like seven or eight. Well, we're going to talk sport. about this or baseball. Bobby. Let's run it down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. This is from uh, yahoo.com, so it should be good. 
they give so this is a hot seat list of NFL head coaches, and they're uh, they're uh, ranked on number of flame emojis, one to five, I believe. I believe it is. The first one they start with is Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm not going to read the bio that they give. Let's just have our own. They give a three flame hot seat emoji for Brandon Staley of the Los Angeles. That's actually seat warmth is what they're calling it. Seat three warmth. seat. Yeah. Thank you, Raymond. Yeah. Raymond, you uh, agree or disagree with that's three out of five. So that's pretty hot. Gratify is pretty hot. Uh, you had Justin Herbert, who was going to be the league MVP at preseason last year, and he flailed miserably. Uh, also, they also th- is this the guy that always doesn't want to punt it? He wants to go for it on fourth That's and right. whatever. Yep. Yeah, fuck this guy. I feel like this should be a five out of five because if you can't, he's just dumb. You have Justin Herbert. You had a great offensive line, great weapons for Justin Herbert to roll with, and you just can't win. AFC West is hard with the Chiefs there, but yeah, you should be doing better than what he does. So yeah, I think it should be a little higher than three. Yeah, this guy's a grifter. I I don't think he's this will be his only NFL head coaching job. He just happened to stick with the Chargers, who are notoriously cheap, so they won't fire him. They when they should have, which was last year. So yeah, no, he's his his seat should be hot, and he should get fired. Yeah, it's a good point on the money. Um, yeah, three is a little low. Three's a little low compared to these yeah. some of these other guys. The next guy's got four uh, seat worth fire emojis. That's Kevin Stefanski with the Cleveland Browns. Deshaun Watson, Kevin Stefanski. Kevin Stefanski was like at one point a real darling in the NFL with that good year they had with Baker Mayfield, right? And then they completely fell apart like the Cleveland Browns do. Uh, I think any head coach in existence with the Cleveland Browns is constantly at a four emoji hot seat flame mm-hmm. seat warmth. Um, but any, any opinions on Stefanski there? Cut, I, I don't think he should be on that hot of a seat. I mean, one, it's the Browns and he had some success. They have players. I mean, they got rid of their other starting quarterback and they made his new starting quarterback a rapist. So it's difficult to have a good uh, year. Diddler, like, diddler, 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 diddler. No penetration. Diddler, diddler, diddler. Sorry, sorry. Molester, molester. So show give him a break. I so think it should be less. Give him, I think he should have another full season. Also, it's not him that went out and got Deshaun Watson. It was the GM and ownership that went out and got him. So that shouldn't be on him if Deshaun Watson falls flat on his face and has to go back for some rubbing tugs in the locker room. So I don't think he should be on the hot seat. I'd go three for him, for Kevin Stefanski. I kind of agree with both. Yeah, I don't think it should be that high. They, I mean, yeah, less. The one, Watson, one little flame, one little missed one a year flame. and a half of of time. Like he should, outside of the diddler shit, like he's going to need time to get back to the NFL. And um, no, absolutely, Stefanski is a good offensive I mean, coach. They've got Stefanski got zappied last year, but who didn't? Whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> they gave him a goddamn shot. Everyone would have got zappied. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, here's an interesting one for you Patriots fan. Josh McDaniels of the Las Vegas Raiders has a seat warmth fire emoji of quattro four. Hot, 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 hot. Uh, let me just read this one. Cause it's interesting. McDaniels needs this year to work. This is, by, what is this? His second year? Second year. That's, that's a lot of fire emojis for a second year head coach. Goes on to say he and general manager, Dave Ziegler, also from the Patriots swapped quarterbacks, Derek Carr for Jimmy Garoppolo. Traded away tight end Darren Waller and might have not might not have running back Josh Jacobs, who reportedly will hold out 
rather than signing the franchise tag. Receiver Devontae Adams Someone is still here. Someone needs to tell here. him to call Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, not, mm. not a good move, Jacobs. Uh, and the team added McDaniels likely needs a playoff push, blah, blah, blah. This seems high for McDaniels, too. I get that it, it was a, been a disappointment, but it's his second year, man. It's his second year. And the Raiders franchise have held on to Derek Carr for a decade, knowing that he's kind of a shitty quarterback. And then you give him to your new uh, head coach and expect the world. I don't know. I don't know. Generally, you got at least three years with a new GM and, and a head coach, no? Uh, also before he came there, the Raiders were a playoff team on an interim coach's basis. Then you get, uh, Josh McDaniels, who is a offensive guru and you get Devonte Adams, who is a generational talent to make any team better. And you fail to make the playoffs and take a huge step back. So yeah, I think he should be a five out of five on the seat warmth because Josh McDaniels has crippled another franchise. I feel after what he did with the Broncos, he's doing it to the Raiders and they look like shit. <laughs> I don't disagree with what Ray said, but I think in reality, again, Mark Davis is the poorest owner, and I don't think he's going to fire him after two years because he's going to have to pay his contract out. So you can put as many fire emojis as you want, but I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know what his contract is. It might be short. Um, Yeah, uh, he won't get fired for that reason. You're right, Bobby. But even still, to your points, Ray, I get that, I guess, but his track record is working against him. He is... Approximately ten million dollars per year, making him one of the top ten highest paid coaches in the NFL. How many, seasons? How many, how many seasons? They won't say the year. Oh, four years. McDaniel oh. signed a four-year deal, so he's safe. Zero, no hot seat. He's in. Not yeah, going. I I, I, I retract everything I said. Zero out of. He's five. not going. He's not going anywhere. Nope. Um. Here's a really interesting, interesting one, and then the next one we can kind of skirt over. Uh, the next one they have Mike Vrabel. Tennessee Titans, three fire emojis on the seat warmth, hot seat. Um, I, I want to read this because why would he be? Mike Vrabel appeared to win the power struggle between him and ex-GM John Robinson, but now heads into uncertain waters with shaky roster and the resurgence of Jacksonville Jaguars in the division. The addition of DeAndre Hopkins is huge for the offense, but that doesn't change the fact that Tennessee squandered its division lead with a seven-game losing streak to end 2022. Vrabel is a good coach, but questions will arise without a rebound this season. If you're the Tennessee Titans, are you firing Mike Vrabel? Nope, because you don't have a quarterback. You obviously nope. drafted one last year with Malik Willis and then this year with Will Levis, so I don't think he's on the hot seat because that could be his uh, answer for a disappointing season that I had ran Tannehill, but I have quarterbacks in waiting. This is what we're going to do. This is my plan going forward, so I'd go zero for Mike Vrabel. Yeah, so would I. I mean... The- the article contradicted himself by talking about XGM, who they got rid of because they traded away AJ Brown, who was a fucking stud receiver, and they just traded him to the Eagles. Yep. Yeah. Shouldn't Vrabel get like the Mike Tomlin treatment? Like Mike I think, Tomlin. I think he would. Mike Tomlin doesn't have a playoff win in six years, but uh, they're always, always competitive. They just don't have a quarterback. Like yeah. was Vrabel there when uh, Mariota beat the Chiefs that year? Was that his first year? I don't remember. That's uh, tough for me to say. I don't. I don't know. Vrabel made it to the AFC Championship, right? Or was uh was that the division round against the Ravens? Uh, division round. Division, yeah. They were the number one seed. Um, look, whatever he did with Ryan Tannehill speaks for itself. 
I think guys like that that are good NFL coaches. Fucking Bill Belichick. Oh in no! Right now, sorry, AFC Championship. You're right. Yeah, he has an I AFC. They did. They got beat by the Chiefs. They were up twenty-one so nothing at halftime. That's what Chiefs. it was. So he's forty-eight and thirty-four while leading his team to three playoff appearances, two division championships, yeah, you don't get two playoff wins, and one AFC Championship appearance. So yeah, God damn it! What's his contract like in two years when Belichick beats Shula? Three years? Can could they? The Patriots swoop in? Could Kraft swoop in and get that guy? Fuck Mayo. <laughs> get out of here. Give me Vrabel. Fuck Bill O'Brien. I think Vrabel's great. <laughs> Uh, let me give you a couple of names here. We don't have to go down. Uh, Mike McCarthy, Dallas Cowboys. Seat. Five out of five. Th- they only have two. This guy should five. already be out. How is he not? He never should have got the damn job. Thank you. His, uh, they had- his first year, he didn't even make the playoffs. I think they were third or something in the division. Yeah, like Dak Prescott's it- a bust. That's that was a bad move. Of course, the Cowboys are going to be bad for another ten years. Uh, they're going. Oh, they're just going to be whatever. Uh, they have Belichick on this list at one. He's the only guy on this list with one fire emoji, and we b- all agree that it should be zero. He's not. Yeah, not. agreed. Yeah, yeah. Maybe one just as like a maybe smoke. Give me the smoke emoji. Yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, Todd Bowles. Yeah, sure, fine. He has five. He's the guy with five emojis. It's fucking Tampa. Who cares? He gives a fuck. That's right. And the Washington Commanders, Ron Rivera has two because you can't have a head coach. uh, I give it five. Commanders on the uh, fire list here. I give it five because you signed Eric Bieniemy as your offensive coordinator. If they look a little better than they did last year, I see Eric Bieniemy getting that job. We need to see that team get sold. And then decide who's on what hot seat. Well, we'll find out, find out their name last the year. Only the only hot seat in that organization that matters is Dan Snyder. That's the only hot seat, and that's at a six. <laughs> so we need to see that thing, that transgression, go down before we decide. Uh, Agreed, the head coach. Uh, all right, that was good. I like that. Let's do a quick break and a um, a little uh, rumor. Rumor has it. Rumor has it. This is a baseball segment, so I know it's not the most. And there's a lot of words here, but... A lot of numbers, too. It's like graphs and shit. Yeah, there's a lot. Bill, if Bill was on the show right now, he would have a huge boner. Yeah, he would have scrolled down already. He would have seen it all go down. Um, But really what I want to do... So uh, rumor has it, we're going to talk a little bit baseball, finish it off with a quick basketball. Uh, But where we're going to start is Shohei Otani. Uh, not in the cards for the Red Sox. The two, uh, almost two-time, one-time MVP came in second last year, uh, fourth in Cy Young last year, rookie of the year, uh, silver slugger winner, three-time all-star, Shohei Otani, the best player in the game, uh, revolutionary talent. The Red Sox are not in them. They're just not. Which is criminal if you're the fucking Red Sox. It's absolutely criminal. Let me read you a couple things. We'll discuss it very quickly. 
um, and see where the Red Sox can go from there. Uh, this is a recent report from ESPN's Kylie McDaniel does not put Boston among the top suitors. McDaniel pulled 26 baseball people, executives, scouts, and insiders on where Otani might sign and how much he might get on the open market. None of those polled mentioned the Red Sox as potential landing spot. McDaniel and sources expect the Angels to try and re-sign Otani. The Mets, Padres, Yankees, and Dodgers expect to be aggressive as well. McDaniel also mentioned the Mariners, Giants, Rangers, and Cubs because some combination of location, market size, team building, philosophy, and each. McDaniel sources made uh, predictions ranging from short, high average annual value deals to longer mega deals that could exceed $600 million if Otani, when Otani gets to the market. Uh, an average of those guesses on long-term deals has Otani receiving an 11-year $524.3 million contract, which is conservative. Mookie Betts got 14. He'll get something like that at 47.5 million uh, annual value. I got a David Ortiz quote here, but whatever. The, the Red Sox are just not going to do that. <laughs> I'll just go to you, Red. Do you have any opinion on the Shohei Otani? I would love to get him. He's a getting, getting to the trade trade deadline. He is a fun guy to watch. He pitches, he hits, he can hit dingers, he can pitch. He could be your second or third guy in the line in the uh, bullpen or in your starting rotation. But yeah, I think the Red Sox would wouldn't if you're as a Red Sox fan. If we got Shohei Atani right now, wouldn't that change the whole narrative of how this Red Sox team won't spend or go out and get star people anymore? Well, yes, but the. This is the thing. The deal, the deal itself would issue in a new movement from Red Sox management, which yes. is why, which is why it's not going to happen. We can get into the details. I probably don't have to. Everyone probably knows why it's not going to happen in the high and bloom era. But just the deal itself would signify that they're going to change what how they build their team. And they would have to. That's the whole deal. So here's uh I forget who uh put this out there in terms of a trade scenario, but the Red Sox get Shohei Otani for Marcelo Mayer, Brian Bayo, um, Rafaela, who's an outfielder, their best outfielder prospect, and Tristan Cassis. So you've got their four top prospects, essentially, uh, for Shohei Otani, which probably is not even going to get it done. But if that's the case, you completely uh, you completely uh, eliminate the Bloom strategy. And you go right back to Dave Dombrowski's strategy. So, first of all, it's not going to happen because the Bloom strategy is showing signs of life. So they're not going to do it. But if they did do it, then they would completely have to reverse their whole strategy and, and go out and get two top end starters. You have to get another big bat, probably two big bats, and now you just become a you become the New York Yankees of the late '90s. And that's what you would have to do to make the Otani deal work and make sense for the Red Sox right now. If you were going to blow up that strategy, it'd be for that player. It would be. Absolutely. It would be. Um, but if you ask me, should they do it? No, I don't. Uh, the Red Sox are just criminally. They're not in the position to do that for that player. They should be traditionally. They should always be traditionally. And Heim Bloom has a quote. We can get to that. Uh, I'll read it for you right now if I can find it. Um, this is from Chad Jenning of The Athletic at the end of a, a lot of words I have here. But 
but here's another thing Bloom said in his second spring training versus uh, as chief baseball officer. He said, quote, when you have a minor league pipeline flowing well and you're in a market like ours, Boston, and you have an organization like ours, the Red Sox, that has the resources to participate fully in the market, whether it be trade or free agency, it's a lot more compelling to add impact um, that way. And it's adding to a really strong and sturdy foundation. You know, we should be able to do it all. Heimblum admits that they should be able to, they should constantly be in, in the situation to add a Shohei Otani because they can pay for it. Um, mm. And they should have the assets to, uh, to go out there and trade for it. They can't afford it because of that $1.6 billion deal that the Red Sox uh, Fenway group went out and spent around Fenway Park about uh, getting more businesses and uh, houses and communities and blah, blah, blah that they're spending. And that's probably why they can't go out there. And I get show exactly Otani. why they're not going to get Otani. Go ahead. Because the $30 a month Nesson app is only a network. So the fucks in Japan can't get in and watch the games. If they could, Otani would be here tomorrow. Mm. It'd pay for itself. Sorry. Otani yeah. would pay for himself if they put that shit internationally. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great goddamn point. Yeah, I put a lot of words in here, and I'm not going to read them all, but Chad Jennings goes on. Uh, go read it for yourself in The Athletic. Chad Jennings, why the Red Sox are out on Otani, but he basically highlights uh, the Bloom Basement strategy, which uh, essentially starts with the Mookie Betts trade and his delusional um, – conclusion that the Red Sox did not have enough talent or young talent coming up to surround Mookie Betts for the future. So they had to trade him. Bullshit. Number one, the Red Sox failed to give Mookie Betts what he needed for four straight years. There were a hundred million dollars behind the extension for four straight years. So Betts said, fuck you. I'm out. He was never going to sign in the Red Sox. I don't know why Bloom continues to push this shit that, that they, they didn't have that. That trade's not his fault. He got shit returned, but it's not his fault. But even now, Verdugo is an everyday player. Connor Wong is showing some signs of life, so it's salvageable. Fine. But Chad Jennings' point here is why the Red Sox are out is the Bloom Basement strategy. Basically, trade bets. They're trying to build a pipeline. You're trying to put yourself in a competitive situation like the Dodgers, but you have to start somewhere. And where do you start? At the very fucking bottom. And that's how Bloom's. It's like he's playing a video game. He's a fucking nerd. You want to <laughs> fulfill the entire farm system with as many young, talented kids as possible. And then miraculously, those guys come up and they become big league stars. And you trade some. And then now you're navigating uh, the marketplace with uh, big league players or close to big league players. The problem is that's not real life. A lot of prospects, most prospects don't work out. So you can go get as many as, as you want. I don't, I don't, I think there's like 40 prospects that he's traded for in four years. And how many of them worked out? We haven't seen one of them come through. Even the young guys here, Duran, Bayo, Cassis, they're not those guys that he traded for. So that's just not how it generally works. Secondly, the Red Sox don't have a great farm system. They haven't produced starting pitching. They produced Lester, Buckholtz, if you want to count them, and now Bayo in something like 20 years. So you're reliant on a system that can't even produce young pitching at least. Uh, and thirdly, you're the Boston fucking Red Sox. You're worth $5 billion. 
Go pay for half your fucking team and compete for the World Series every other year. That's your job. You're 15th to 12th in spending right now. It's gross. It's gross. Go buy some fucking talent because the Rays can't, but they're uh, top of the list for Otani right now because they're trying as hard as they can to get that elusive World Series that they have uh, not been able to do with their shit fucking payroll for 30 years. It's the you know, the Bloom basement has 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 reached its peak with this this Otani thing. For them not to be in contention for Otani, even it, sorry to keep rambling, but look at the Yankees. They're on a downward trajectory worse than the Red Sox and they're still in on, on Otani. That's Somehow where they, they should have, be. Their farm system is worse than ours and yet they still have a shot at getting him, which is I don't understand. No shit. The, the only the only way to understand that is their management wants them and they can afford them, so they're going to go get them. There's only a handful of teams that can truly afford Otani. There's a couple of them that might um, try to do it as a rental. Uh, the Rays can afford the $13 million that's left on his contract this year, and if they get a title out of it, that's worth it for the Tampa Bay Rays because they've never won a World Series, and then they have a very small market. They don't have a lot that would be interesting if the Rays traded for him. And they have if a they went all in. bust minor league system. They could probably trade like their they've done it before. They did it with David Price and like be better than everything else that anybody else could offer. Did they do it with David Price or did he come from or did he trade him to Detroit? What's the difference? Push? Four thousand fans go to the game anyway. <laughs> right. No, you know, David Price came through Tampa Bay and they traded him. Hmm. He was a he was a prospect. Uh the Orioles are another one that would never pay him, but maybe they they think they have a shot. Uh the Mariners are a team that could probably pay him for a couple years and eventually trade him. You're really looking at the Dodgers, Yankees, Red Sox, and Cubs. Those are basically the only teams that could afford six hundred million dollars. So he's going to the Dodgers. That's it. That's it. Let's face it. Agreed. Even a team like the Giants. Maybe. Maybe. They just generally don't have that. Big of a singular player on their payroll. I guess Bumgarner and Posey got paid pretty well for a long time. Uh, Barry Bonds? Yeah, Barry Bonds. Yeah. Maybe the Giants. He does want to stay on the West Coast. Also at home. Bottom line, uh, socks are out. Uh, as we uh, keep this rumor has it going for the Red Sox real quickly, um, at the as the deal trade deadline comes up, I'm going to give you some names of potential valuable names that they should trade quickly. And these guys, they should move. They could get something for them. Uh, Kiki Hernandez sucks this year. Get him off the roster. He doesn't belong on this team. If they want to move forward with youth, just get Kiki out. Get whatever you can for him. But James Paxson, Adam Duvall, uh, those are guys that can help a big league team getting into the postseason and pushing for a championship. They should move them. They don't have a long-term future here. Here's two guys you could get something serious in return for. Nick Pavetta, whose name has been tossed around a lot. He's been absolutely dynamic in the bullpen. I'd move him on the last year of his deal. And then very rarely is this guy discussed in trade talks for the Red Sox, but I'd get rid of this fucking guy, Garrett Whitlock. You got him for nothing in a Rule 5 draft. He's often injured, but has a ton of upside. You could get a team to bite on him for a big league return or a pretty decent prospect return. It's time for Bloom to make a big boy move and uh, and deal one of one of these guys outside of just mulling around at the deadline. Any thoughts on that? And then there, there's rumors that the uh, that they're in on the White Sox 
bringing in um, Tim Anderson and Giolito uh, from the White Sox, um, but more likely they're just going to get a back end starter and some bullshit reliever. Brandon, they should sell in the Red Sox. They should just sell. I mean, that's what they are. Uh, you've been playing the shit bags of the MLB right now. That's why you went on this little hot streak. Now you're going to be playing against divisional opponents like the Blue Jays, the Orioles, and the Rays. So you're going to be back in the basement, right behind the Yankees, or in front of them for last in division. So I think you should sell. Try to get that farm system into the top ten, like you want to, and then go from there. Because I don't want to get my hopes up anymore. Third wild card spot, cool, great, you made it. We want to put a banner up on Fenway Park. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, the only thing they should be shooting for is um, youngish talent with with ups. They should be shooting for the now and the future if they're going to bring something in. Term youngest talent, younger youngerish talent. Uh, all right, Bobby. The last segment on Rumor Has It is one of Ray's uh, headlines. Are you frozen, Raymond? <laughs> hey, you're in it, Bell, idiot. Uh, rumor has it that Jalen Brown is delaying signing the Supermax because the Celtics are working on a deal for Wendell Carter Jr., who I guess is butt buddies with Jalen. And if they were to sign Wendell Carter Jr., Jalen would uh, sign a deal less than the max to fit him in and uh, make all the money work. Just to give you a little stats on Wendell Carter Jr., been in the league for six ish years last year with the Magic averaged uh 15 points nine rebounds in the past his best year was with magic averaging 15 points and 10 and a half rebounds a year ago uh pretty close to a double double guy his whole career was highly touted out of college if i remember correctly <laughs> um seems like a no fucking brainer uh to make the deal for wendell carter jr is making like 14 million or something a year uh send out brogdon or whatever to get him yeah, I, I mean, seems like a no-brainer here. You seem to bring on a guy. He seems like a, some front-court depth. He can shoot a three, and it makes Jalen Brown happy. And apparently, he's willing to take less money for his boy Wendell. Yeah, do it. Sounds great. <laughs> yeah, also feels like a real uh, heavy rumor has it rumor. Like, is that is that why Jalen Brown hasn't signed the Supermax, or are there a couple of things going on uh, behind the scenes? Yeah, exactly. Was this sourced appropriately? Where did he get this from? <laughs> This came from uh, James Stewart of the 98.5, the Sports Hub phone, which has been pretty accurate over the years. So uh, it is why it's in the in the email there. Interesting. Um, I like the player. And if it makes Jalen happy and you sign him, then, yeah, you're a better team overall for it, for sure. Uh, we lost Raymond. So let's do a quick break and we'll come back with Simplest Minds of the Week. Are you stupid or something? I'm as stupid as a stupid does. Gotta pay that internet bill, Ray. Yeah, immediately got kicked off. That's too bad because I was looking forward to hearing Cap Space MD explain. Okay. <laughs> it's his favorite thing to do. How the fucking Celtics are going to fit that in. Yeah, exactly. It's where he gets to pretend to be Jewish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his uh, fake heritage really kicks in when we talk about cap space. Yeah, exactly. He'd be the worst accountant. He's never right in any of that. Every time he says something to text you, I just go look one Google, and he's wrong. Like, you don't even have to click in Google. You know how it just gives you, like, the kind of the blurb at the top? Yeah. That's all it takes. I know. It's something, when I see a text message come through, I can feel your anxiety at the end of it. It's just like <laughs> I can feel it coming without even, before you've even seen it. 
yeah 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 as soon as it says like yeah as soon as raised on the headline like god damn it, i gotta i gotta <laughs> reflect i gotta take a breath yeah I just, I just imagine you being in like some sort of an important scenario and you get the notification and then you just see and you're just what the fuck and like <laughs> yeah. just like losing your composure there has been a point in last week where i've just completely stopped what i've done like been working on the computer like this way i look at my phone just like it just stopped like, <laughs> lean back and then yeah everything gets derailed fucking hate him i'm yeah. glad he's not here right now um real quickly let's talk about this i have two simplest minds of the week number one uh story in the news i see this week the u.s soldier who de- essentially defected to north korea uh because he <laughs> was going to get in trouble like he, he didn't pass a test or did something wrong with the uh with the military and was going to have to scrub the decks on his way home or something he's like fuck that i'm going to north korea what an idiot <laughs> That is so bad. Like out of all the choices, it's like, number one. He's never getting out. He's probably being tortured currently, and there isn't any way, shape, or form that whatever that the U.S. military was going to do to him is worse than what's happening right now. No, he's never going to be heard from again. He is. He is a very simple mind. Very simple mind. Congratulations to him for making the uh, making the show today. Uh, also, thoughts and prayers to his family. That's sad. <laughs> he's never. <coming> back. <laughs> He's he's never coming back. Uh, and then yeah, speaking of never coming back, uh, this guy may not make it back to the field, at least as a Patriot. Jack Jones and his recent Instagram post. What a fucking idiot. Sorry, future Hall of Famer Jack Jones yep. had this to say to all you Twitter birds out there. Uh, quote, I guess it was on Twitter and then was re-put on Instagram, whatever. I don't know. Raise our social media uh, expert. Jack Jones said, y'all, quote, y'all Twitter birds, I'll never argue with nerds. Me and Ja, not the same. Now, of course, he's talking about Ja Morant and the multitude of gun charges, not charges, but penalties Ja Morant is facing with the NBA uh, <laughs> and potentially the state of Utah. Who knows? Uh, but Jack Jones, not the same as Ja Morant. No, I mean, at least Ja Morant doesn't get arrested for his. He just brandishes guns on Instagram live. That's it. Okay. Yeah. He doesn't do anything else. All right. You bring him into loaded into an airport. Okay. You're significantly worse. Jack. Yeah. If you're talking about not the same, uh, technically, I guess that's true, but are you, are you both morons? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Moronic idiots. Moronic yep. idiots. Um, I, um, I would like to hear a follow-up. I wish that was like a press conference. Uh, yeah, Jack, I, I would like a response from Jaw too. I would love a response from Jaw. You know what the sponsor is going to be. <laughs> what? Clack, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be uh, Well, I have time. This has been the Simple Mind Sports Show, Friday Rewind, July 21st. Uh, Ray, be safe. Uh, Kelly, pay the internet bill. And uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. It's too bad. Too bad. He was probably kind of like double dipping. He knew the show was coming to an end and was loading up whatever extravagant porn site that he hits after this. And yeah. then it probably crashed. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's computer. He seems oh. like a pay internet guy. I think he has a pay porn site. Definitely. He has to have at least dabbled in one. <laughs> I feel Maybe. like his extensive internet porn use at this point, the, the like whatever that the free sites have to offer him doesn't 
satisfy his itch anymore. So he's at a very obscure site that is catering to his niche, whatever that yeah, is. Yeah, it's my it might not even be like the actual content, it's just the idea that he has to pay for it. So it's a little bit more. You think he's into webcams? He seemed like a webcam guy. He could be into webcams. Yeah, he could be talked into it for sure. And he's yeah. not a, he's not terribly cheap. I think he's not it's certainly in this venue, he wouldn't be frugal about it. He'd be willing okay. to spend a couple. I could dollars. see him doing that. Maybe something modest, what fifteen dollars a month, something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. He something could... just slides under the radar, like a Netflix subscription, wouldn't raise any eyebrows. Dip his toes in, and uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, get to uh, choose his own adventure via typeboard. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I you know, he starts it, and then he upgrades. Then he gets to message the girls a little bit, and then you know a little bit more. Then he gets the free, you know, a half yeah. hour webcam. Yeah, he's got personal. a favorite. He's got a favorite. Exactly. They've got a uh, they've got a connection. He's really into Fortnite. To phone sex. Please hold. Yeah, I'm trying to plug that cordy cord in there, Richard. Uh-oh. Oh, there it is. You guys just weren't talking. No, oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> uh, apologies. <laughs> simple minds. Gotcha. Simple minds. Got gotcha, play all along. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. How we doing? Oh, it's gonna be another boring night, right? Where are your shades? Yeah, yeah, come on. Come on. Thank you. <laughs> you just have him sitting there at the ready? Yeah, fuck yeah. Why not? We should wait mid-show until the, we should have waited mid-show until there was a lull, then we could have used it to pick us up, but well, it's not like you could get any uh inspiration from those walls behind Bobby. No. No, that's that gonna be tough. Room? It is, of course. Normally I do it from the east wing. I've moved to the west wing. Good for you. Yes. You can see the light hits the walls differently over in the west wing. Well, yeah, you know, it's, you know, the sun rises in the east, sets in the west. So now it's setting over here. Oh, so Charlie Sheen's dad is sitting somewhere over there in the west wing. Well, I see <laughs> yeah, it is. there. Get as soon it? as this show's over, it's going to pop up over here. See what I did? I said, uh, winning. C minus on that joke. Good show. It was a good show, but C minus with a joke. Oh, fuck you, Ray. You know what? You've been so goddamn spiteful lately. Just fucking shitting on me and all my jokes and trying to really uh, shoehorn uh, mother jokes uh, on my mother when that it just doesn't work. Your mom's <laughs> a whore. Get fucking used to it. They all comes to your fucking way. And you've just been you've been real salty lately, and I don't like it. Apologies. There's nothing anybody dislikes more than when you shoehorn a mother joke. Yeah, let it happen on its I own. I think some of it played very well in the past few weeks. No, it hasn't. Your mother jokes towards my mother have been really poor. Really, poor. I disagree. I disagree. Yeah, no. I got. I have, Bobby chuckled a few times. I think that was good. <laughs> See, that was a chuckle. You just remembered about a mother joke and not and not shoehorning. Uh, Bill, excellent job today. Excellent, excellent. Uh, that made me laugh out loud. Yeah, Bill's, that was a good. Bill's one. always good for a good one, but you know, Bobby's an easy audience. He's a half a hard R. It's not that hard to get that guy to start half chuckling. Just I half his body. That's my that's my audience. I take it. I like it. You know what made me chuckle today? 
uh, just a minute ago. I was uh, taking a brief moment just to uh, rest and recuperate for about 30 seconds. And I Mm -hmm. was patting my dog and Mm -hmm. he looked up at me and then he went, he farted. And then he really surprised himself and looked back at his own asshole and was like, what the fuck was that? Was that me? Master, was that me? (laughs) Apologize. He's like, was that you? I was like, no, bitch, that was you. Don't look at me. Mm. And that dog blamed you for the fart? Yeah, he looked right at me. He goes, you son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> that was you. That was you, man. That ungrateful dog. Yeah, mm. it wasn't even a good fart. It was like a, putter, a sputtering one, you know? Like a... Yeah. <laughs> Your mom can make her pussy do that, too. Uh, see? Not great. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't shoehorning. That was good. That was good. Well done. Thank well you. done. Thank you. See, uh, fucking suck it, Rich. That was speaking great. of well done, when you say we start the show, the Some Mind Sports Show. Uh, we talk latest and greatest in New England sports. Uh, a couple of laughs. Uh, what do we say we start?